Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to VSC 91.3 FM. It's just gone 8 o'clock and uh, this is the program MJC Speaks this evening. Well, we have another uh, branch of the MJC or Muslim Judicial Council in the studio. Uh, and uh, tonight we're talking about the functions of the intake officer. I have the gentleman with me in studio to discuss and unpack that. Uh, I have on my right hand side Sheikh Munir Abdullah, no stranger to the awareness of VSC, uh, and he is uh, functioning his capacity as a legal consultant within this process. Then we also have Mona bin Yamin Osman, uh, who is a consultant, and we also have Buta Hanif Nuruddin in front of me, is also a consultant. Gentlemen, Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to the show this evening. So obviously um, we're speaking about an intake officer um, Now this conjures up visions of someone taking something in <laughs> Without putting something out uh, What exactly is an intake officer? And I think I'll pose this question to Mona bin Yamin inshallah Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Yes, intake officer The most important man of the job Secondly I want to say that we put the person comes with a complaint to the MJC. Probably we would prefer that it should be email, number one. There's a paper trail to it. The person comes to the MJC within 24 hours, acknowledge the receipt of the email that we've received it. Then within the next seven days, we call the person to the MJC taking notes if the, what we have taken was correctly, we understood it. And then after that, uh, brother, uh, then we call the respondent in. We have the meetings after that. Inshallah. So obviously the intake officer looks at, um, in a sense, he, he plays a, a role in quality control yes, within quality the organization. Control. And uh, it's part of a regulatory body, yes. in a sense. So um, obviously when we talk about intake officers and we talk about the Muslim Judicial Councils that are uh, being very, very broad within the community and having various departments. Mm. So this, uh, the, the power or, or influence of the intake officer yeah. would then stretch over uh, a variety of departments or all departments within the MJC in the review? No, not necessarily. It's only the intake officer for that specific department. Okay, yeah. I see. So I, I think we should have started off with the mm -hmm. uh, brief background to the department. Mm. Okay. And then the uh, follow-up process will then follow. L let's talk about that. When exactly was this initiative uh, started in terms of um, uh, establishing an intake officer for a particular department? When did that process come about? Well, I think it goes back to uh, sure. the, the time of the late Sheikh Munib uh, Abrams, Rahmatullah Ali. And I think that goes back to about 2006, yeah. when he, he actually established the, the uh, uh, DCMA department, better known as the Department of Conciliation, mm -hmm. Mediation and Arbitration. And obviously, when we say a Department of Conciliation, Mediation, Arbitration, this is separate from the marriage department because we <laughs> yes, also yes, yes, see yes. conciliation featuring within the uh, the the, the, the um, aspect dealing with uh, the, the domestic aspect. But nonetheless, um, when we talk about conciliation, uh, mediation, and arbitration, and uh, we're looking at um, uh, the various the various uh, organs of of, of 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 the MJC, let's say for instance. Um, could it be described at least as someone perhaps has a problem with the imam at the masjid, yeah. for instance? And they say, well, look, uh, the imam is not doing what we expected of him to do. Um, 
first of all, we've spoken about the email, but now how does this process take place uh, from, 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 from a practical point of view? Uh, because I mean obviously a lot of people are they don't know mm. that they can actually come and and via this process approach the MJC so okay. let's just take us into that process okay. uh, just sketch it for us okay. there, there are actually two types of, of, of uh, cases that, that we normally handle the one is your uh, masajid and your okay. imams and your, your, your uh, um, madaris that is uh, um, what I would put in one category and the other one is more your private cases where perhaps there are two Muslims mm. that have a personal dispute with one another. But we will elaborate on that as we go along. Okay. Um, with regard to the, uh, um, the uh, um, uh, masajid, uh, it's more about the dismissals of uh, imam, uh, a dispute between a committee and the imam, a dispute amongst committee members, uh, misappropriation of funding. Yeah. You know, those are the type of cases that we will deal with there. And um, if you look at, as we call it, private cases, uh, in fact, if I can refer to a specific case that we had recently, was a, a, a public national company that referred a, a case to us to, to, to mediate. It was to Muslim employees of that company. Wow. And they referred it to us to mediate in that matter. And again, I can use another example where um, a magistrate of one of the courts uh, referred a case to us where the child applied for protection order against her parents. And uh, the magistrate felt that we should handle it as the MDC. So those are more your private cases. Uh, I'm not sure if I answered all your questions. No, no I, think, I think that was sufficient in that sense. Um, it's, it's amazing uh, to think that uh, when we're talking about this uh, public national company that uh, uh, I was speaking about that referred uh, the, the, the employees, the issue between the employees to the MJC. On the one side, it's amazing that, uh, alhamdulillah, they recognize the, the MJC as a body that can in intervene. In, but it's an indictment also on us as Muslims that yeah. we need to, in the public space, mm -hmm. uh, we, we, we cannot control our, 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 our uh, arguments to the point where it escalates to this level, subhanAllah. Um, I want to now go to Sheikh uh, Munir Abdurraf uh, as the legal consultant. Now, when does Sheikh Munir step in in terms of providing legal advice? Um, would it be in a case such as this, for instance? Um, where, where, where does legal advice then become imperative? Yes, um, Shukran uh, Muhammad Fasih. Um, Basically, we look at the Muslim Judicial Council. It was um, cons uh, basically established in 1945, right, per constitutional provisions. And that is basically where you find this um, department basically uh, finding its, its basis. So it's basically a constitutionally mandated uh, the, the department. Mm. Um, if you go to the constitution in terms of 3.4.1.5, um, the basis of the department as currently um, applicable to the public and to private sectors as well is mediation, um, conciliation and arbitration. Alright, so obviously we know the the process thereafter is adjudication. Right, so the Muslim Judicial Council does not really play a, an adjudication role as far as this department is concerned, but it does however in a different department uh, play a quasi-judicial uh, 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 role in the in the FASAK department that is basically we refer to marriage issues and so forth. Um, when the matter comes to me, basically what happened prior to this would have been there was a, a conflict. Mm -hmm. this, is, this falls under alternative dispute resolution. 
um, where th th there's a conflict of interest between two parties. It might either be in terms of a contract between an imam and the committee, the, there's unfair dismissal and so forth. And per the constitution of the masjid, it states that, look, you're right, the, um, uh, the committee won't have the last say, but it must be referred to the Muslim Judicial Council, or even in terms of the contract. And that is also what we um, have advised. Even in terms of uh, um, uh, 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 wills, interpretation of wills, um, what, what many have done is they have stated that in the event where the does matter does go for adjudication or there's any conflict, the matter would then firstly have to go to a recognized Islamic institution like the Muslim Judicial Council um, uh, and their um, verdict or their saying basically would be final. Now, when the matter has gone through mediation um, and the conflict has not yet been resolved, and um, it's either a matter of interpretation of a, a constitution or a document which uh, parties have, uh, have uh, uh, contracted into, and they require a bit of expert advice as far as a contract or constitution or the legal document is concerned, that is where Hanif um, or Maulana bin Yamin calls me in and I give my, my, my input as far as that is concerned. So um, obviously, um, when we talk about this, uh, one thing I wanted to touch on is uh, how has this changed the landscape? Uh, because if we see now that there are non-Muslim entities you, making use of the mediation services of the MJC, um, has this, is, has, has this uh, improved, should I say, uh, a, a view of how Muslims operate within the, within the eyes of non-Muslims or non-Muslim organizations and also has it has it kind of created a sense of credibility to it added credibility to the MJC in how they do things in the public space not just within the Muslim community that I want to touch on when we come back after this break. The Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM Serial My radio station, your radio station, our radio station, the voice of the Cape. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. It's 13 minutes after 8 on The Voice of the Cape and we're in the program MJC Speaks this evening once again uh, and I have with me uh, in studio Sheikh Munir Abdurrauf. Uh, he's a legal consultant at the MJC in this department. We also have Mona bin Yamin Osman who's a consultant and another consultant with me also but Hanif Nouradin and we've been speaking about the functions and roles of the intake officer now. Uh, before the break we discussed uh, um, you know a little bit about uh, Sheikh Munir Abdurraf's role in terms of the, the uh, being a legal consultant and how he would advise uh, and preside on certain issues uh, and, and, and give his, his input. I, I want to go back to um, looking at the uh, functions and, and a little bit in a little bit more depth and uh, maybe uh, chat to Mona bin When When we're talking about the services of um, uh, the MJC in this department and the intake officer in the sense, um, Let's just unpack those services in a little bit more detail. Sure. Yes, our services that we render is facilitating public meetings, number one. Secondly, also doing the AGMs for massages, where the sports sometimes happen, where people are very hot, mm -hmm. and so we must cool them down. And sometimes Sheikh Munir Abdurrahman is also there to assist us according to interpretation of the constitutions and so on and that, where people are misusing it and so on. So now we, we are at the AGM, now facilitating, and we like Buta Hanif also said that the mismanagement of funds also. 
can I just muff just to mm-hmm. stop uh, Mona being in there for a second because some, some of this could my my, my attention okay. and that is in speaking about as Mona has mentioned the uh, massaging and, and, and facilitating uh, you know that that kind yeah. of mediation and also um, the uh, the role of, of Sheikh Munir Abdullah in terms of interpreting the Constitution. Yes, yes. Uh, Sheikh Munir doesn't mean that sometimes I'm not saying all of a masjid, but are the a certain is, is a certain population or certain group of masjid within our community, however small maybe, where people establish a masjid without an understanding of how a constitution needs to work, mm. and that is sometimes where the problems arise in terms of people's interpretation of their role within that within that within that structure. Yes, uh, definitely, uh, Muhammad Fasih. I, I had many uh, instances of that, where I come to the mosque and I, I, they've asked the, the president, um, you would ask me please uh, to to convene the, the AGM and be the electoral officer. And when I come there, the first thing I ask, look, where's the constitution? Because I'll be running this AGM via the, the constitution. And then they say, look, right, I think there is a constitution. The one Buddha looks in his briefcase there, the other one says, just check next door there. And then I sit there with five different constitutions. Mm. And I ask now, which is the latest? They, they can't give me an answer for that mm-hmm. as well. And I said, look, right, this is a body, um, and it basically has to run due, due to certain principles of the Sharia, and it must be incorporated into the, 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 the constitution in order for it to be Sharia compliant. Um, then we agree, look, right, we'll take this constitution, and um, to have unanimous agreement by all the persons present here today at, at, at the AGM. Um, so the short uh, and long answer of that is yes, definitely, there are many massages, and I also advise um, all the massages that once they have the constitution, have it registered as a trust by the master of the high court. Because in the event where anything goes wrong, a person passes away. Because a person doesn't live for a lot more longer than 100 years normally. Um, then at least there's still a, a document that will govern that, uh, uh, that work of property um, for the next thousand until the day of Qiyamah. Uh, and definitely I can't stress on that more. The constitution is the, of the utmost as far as um, mostly um, um, many, 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 many um, conflicts arise from that. Uh, speaking about that, and I don't want to get controversial, but it also brings up another point. Let's say, for instance, uh, you've got um, maybe this puta and that puta decide to start a masjid. And um, they're doing something good. They're collecting money for the masjid. Um, they get a plot of land. The city approves it and everything. It gets zoned and everything. And now they, they, they want to build this masjid. So they start building it. But now, obviously... Um, perhaps the, the, the title deed is under their name. Mm. Da, and, and do we find situations like that where uh, after the masjid has been built and um, now there is, now the n- people don't understand that uh, because it's a place of worship, it needs, to, it needs to be registered in a particular way. Do we find that problem sometimes where people take ownership? Yeah, definitely. Um, as per Sharia, the, the title deed, that is why also even the deed of sale, yeah. it should be say, stated that this property can never be sold because ownership lies in the hands of Allah. Even though this is a very difficult way in order to uh, um, transfer a property to Allah's name as far as the deed office and so is concerned. So what lawyers do is stated there, in order to restrict any person from selling a property, they would state in the title deed, that the property should not be sold and in the constitution of the property must also be stated that this is a house of Allah and Allah is the owner and then we have the various trustees that must look after it from time to time so once a trustee dies he can never sell the property he can't do any of those things because he's bound by the title the estates there he can never be sold that the constitution that says Allah is the owner you only have to look after the property for as long as you live or for whatever time period it might be and thereafter it goes on and on until the day of Qiyamah 
And that is basically how we incorporate Islamic principles within this South African legal system. And if that is not done, then we find many problems. Inshallah. Well, uh, going back to Sheikh Bin Yamin, and uh, yes. we, sp- we spoke, we speak, uh, or rather, we spoke about the immediate mediation process yes. and, and facilitating those kinds of mechanisms for for uh, the for the committees and for for the masajids. Sometimes, perhaps, is it uh, because we, as a community, don't communicate effectively what we need to? Uh, that there is perhaps a conflict in terms of the Imam not understanding what his role is fully within the masjid because it's never been communicated with committee expecting certain things from the imam which they have not stipulated clearly yes there is some problems that we find in that regard uh, the one problem that we try to eliminate is that we uh, drew up a generic uh, contract where the imam for, for example three walks at the masjid fajr maghrib and isha then he will be there, this is his job description, and then he's off certain weekends and he knows what to do. So we have something in place for him that we drew up as the department, a generic constit- mm-hmm. uh, constitution, generic uh, contract for the imam, that they know what to do. So now, and in the constitution, we also put in there that the MGC must be the mediator to resolve all problems. When it comes to the MGC, we will sort it out. Also that we find that most of the massages problems comes where people uh, elect someone, then he's not capable to do the job. For example, he's a treasurer. He doesn't know how to handle money. So now the department tries and to facilitate that process where he will get an accountant to train the person to do the job. Mm-hmm. Or we give a class, for example, how to uh, meeting procedures for the chairman. So all these things we try to incorporate into there and we try to run out those programs, inshallah, in the future. Okay. Now, um, when we talk about um, the 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 the, the, the uh, role uh, of this department yes. in terms of um, in in the broadest sense, yes. uh, let's say for instance when it comes to um, something such as the halal trust, for instance, as well, uh, would we say that the, the, that department would also be governed by a um, by a intake officer? Um, the halal trust. Yes. Okay, you know, basically, we look at the MJC, it's one organization, yeah. and the MJC Halal Trust, it, it's governed by a different constitution. Okay, uh, okay. We basically on behalf of the MJC. Okay, yeah. I see, I see. So in essence, so in essence there will be a, a similar process. Yes. A similar process that will take place, yeah. obviously. Um, now, now, looking at, uh, um, looking at uh, uh, what we've been discussing, um, uh, the one thing that is, is clear mm-hmm. for me is that, uh, alhamdulillah, it seems as if there is a clear view and a clear vision for how things need to be done uh, and that there is, a, there is a desire for structure within our Muslim communities, within the uh, Muslim uh, society as a whole, especially when it comes to our massages and our madaris. Um, but then also in terms of the madaris, and I want to ask the question in classifying, yes. maybe, uh, maybe Abu Khanif uh, can bear me out here. Uh, if we talk about classifying the madaris, uh, Obviously, anyone can start a madrasa um, in in the backyard. Uh, someone who maybe studied by a sheikh uh, and 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 they achieved a certain level of proficiency. Uh, at what level does does the MJC intervene and assist that madari, or or do they assist in terms of some of the problems that might arise within such an institution? At what level do they engage? Uh, Muhammad Fasih, in most cases you will find that the, the, the madrasa at the, at the mosque is affiliated to the mosque. Hmm. So obviously uh, the affairs of the madrasa will be managed by the mosque. 
And then there are cases, obviously, where you find there are smaller madrasas that functions on their own. Um, we, as the MDC, don't always have control over all of those uh, madaris. Because you must understand that some of the madaris, they have various and different syllabus that they use for their students. And uh, some of the syllabus that they utilize comes from another province and not necessarily from us. But uh, if I can refer to the, 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 uh, the, the MDC is currently busy with the education department where we are thinking of, 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 of formulating one syllabus for all the Madaris in the Western Cape. But that is a huge and a mammoth task that will take some time to be implemented. But that is the, the, the vision that we have uh, with the Madaris. Could we say then that obviously we do have some Muslim primary schools and Muslim high schools where you have your secular education, but then you also have Islamic education. So would we say then that the idea would be to incorporate the elements of the Islamic education in a formalized way? Yes. Uh, and that would be kind of the standard that uh, we would hold Madaris to, to be educating the, uh, the, the students to. Well, that's a possibility, inshallah. Yes. Of course, at the voice of Brother Hanif Nuruddin, uh, he's one of the consultants at the MJC. Uh, we're talking about the intake officer this evening and the functions and the roles thereof. And a uh, very interesting discussion. I'm enjoying it thus far. We're going to go for a break now. When we come back, we'll continue uh, looking at some more aspects of this interesting department. <laughs> Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo. My radio station, your radio station, our radio station, the Voice of the Cape. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to MJC Speaks. Uh, on a Tuesday evening uh, on 91.3 FM Stereo tonight, we're speaking about the intake officer uh, who, who uh, serves as a consultant within the various departments. And uh, uh, I have in studio with me Sheikh Munir Abdurrauf. He's a legal consultant. We also have Mona Binyamin Osman, who is a consultant. And then also, but the Hanif Nuruddin also is a consultant within the MJC structures. Now, uh, obviously, then if we look at the kind of cases that, um, you know, this department, or, or these department, uh, should I say, uh, organs would deal with, uh, particularly, and if we want to look at statistics and, and how effective uh, it has been in, in resolving cases, uh, let, let, let's, let's delve into that for a moment and, and, and look at how, uh, how, how the, 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 the intake officers, uh, how that process, uh, how successful it has been, perhaps. Um, yes, Mohammed Fasih, if I refer to the, the annual report that was submitted at the AGM in 2016, and like I've said earlier on, uh, uh, we divide the cases into two categories, the Madaris and the Masajid. We had 33 cases, and um, we completed 25 of, the, uh, of those cases were concluded, which means it's about a 76% completion rate. Mm -hmm. And then the cases in progress is about 18%. And then, of course, we have the cases that's ongoing. Those are... Uh, cases that are complex and, and yes. uh, you know, it's out of our control. Yes, uh, we shake when his uh, hands will be full. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> now that I'm re that's the statistics for the Masajid and the Madaris. And mm -hmm. If I refer to the, the private cases, we had 16 of those cases, 
uh, 11 was completed, which gives us a, a completion rate of about 69%. Mm -hmm. And the cases in progress was about 5, which is 32%. So I think under the circumstances, we've done well to to conclude the cases mm -hmm. uh, as much as possible. And as we go along later on, we will um, highlight the, the procedure that we have. And our procedures are coupled to, to uh, turnaround times to ensure that we, we handle uh, the cases promptly. I, I imagine also um, there are, there's a certain amount of complexity involved in dealing with these cases uh, because there are, there are many dynamics. I mean, we are a dynamic community. We have dynamic problems also uh, within our institutions. Uh, we've highlighted that in previously. So, so let's look at that for a moment. Let's look at um, the process that is adopted uh, whenever dealing with one of these issues. How, how does um, the uh, intake officer or the consultant then approach uh, the, 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 this procedurally? Mm. Yes, uh, firstly, like I said, that the person sends an email and so on and that, and after that, then we consult with each other in-house, for example, Sheikh Munir and Buta uh, Hanif and so on, and then we acknowledge receipt of it, and then the person comes to the MGC, we see if everything is correct, what we understood from what is said, and so on and then. Then the person comes to the, but remember, everything is appointment-based. Sometimes people forget, so they just rock up, it's appointment-based, and so on and then. Then secondly, then we call the person in, we get everything down. After that, the respondent comes in, and so on and then, we say that, Allegedly, something was said against you, and so on, and that that's what happened, and so on. And then the person will defend himself. We call both parties in, for example, and that will be in the in the first seven days. We'll try seven to fourteen days. We'll try to get both parties in to the MGC, and then get both parties' stories. We sit together with Sheikh Munir and whoever else of the hierarchy, and so on, and that. And from there, we take it further, and so on. And Sheikh Munir will go further from there, inshallah. inshallah. Uh, I would like just like to mention uh, something which is very important that Molana mentioned, Molana Binyamin, is that once we get to the stage where both parties comes in, it's important that they sign an arbitration document. That document must be signed by both parties, um, and they will then appoint the MGC to act as a mediator, and that both parties will accept the outcome of the hearing. That is important because if they don't sign the document and they would prefer to go the legal route, then the MDC will distance himself from from the case. Okay, so so obviously, um, and, and I imagine uh, that would make it even more complex because yeah. if, if the MDC is still involved and his legal process is being followed on the other hand, then it would be counterproductive because how does one then mediate in such a, such a, such a scenario where the outcome might be uh, d different to 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 um, what the M route the MJC might have taken, um, but do we find that sometimes that and and I have to ask this question: um, Do we find that sometimes where people uh, they want the satisfaction so badly yes. that they sometimes go the legal route, uh, even though they know Islamically they don't necessarily have as much of a solid footing for for what they are fighting for? Uh, if I can ask, maybe Sheikh Munir. Yes, definitely, um, Muhammad Vasir. That is why it's so important in the Lukashi area as well. Everything must be documented and also documented properly. Right? If you look at, for example, a contract, right? that contract must obviously be drafted and it must be drafted correctly and also by Sharia principle. If it's, for example, between the Imam and the committee or between the Mu'allima and, and the mosque or it might be between two parties in a business venture. Right? And 
if that document, and that is why we also stated that the only instance where the MJC actually gets authority, at the beginning I stated it's not the it's, it's Muslim Judicial Council that is correct, yeah. and they do deal with judicial matters as far as the um, Sharia court is concerned. But this um, uh, mediation and arbitration department, it basically deals as an alternative dispute resolution, which means that when both parties come to the table, it's basically what Buddha Hanif said, that both must sign this document. If the document is not signed, then the one party decides not to go with alternative dispute resolution and the matter then goes to adjudication via the courts based on the merit. Mm. If you are successful, you would be successful. If not, you have wasted your thousands of rands. Um, but nonetheless, that is the procedural uh, uh, process that, 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 that basically uh, comes to play. Where the MDC does also come in is with the Constitution. If it is an organization, right, if the Constitution says so, then that person cannot go to the judiciary. You must go to the MDC because that's what the Constitution says. If the contract of employment or contract between the two parties says that they must go via the MDC, then they must come via the provisions. Both parties are bound by that. And therefore, we advise that this constitutional body of the MDC is available, um, that various um, community members can make use of this, this process in order to uh, have the, the matters resolved. Inshallah, I think we've just got about two more minutes left, and I just want to, I, I believe Mawlam Benjamin wanted to say something. Just that which uh, Sheikh Munir have said beautifully, that many a times in the court, uh, send the people back to the MGC. Mm -hmm. So they have wasted their time at the court. So come first to the MGC. We are your judici judicial council. So we are there for you and we will help and assist in the best of our ability. And that Sh is what we are there for. Inshallah. Uh, uh, we've just, I think, got about one more minute and then we don't have to break for the work. We'll, we'll have another five minutes when we return. Um, but I think in, in uh, just sketching out what we would uh, want to discuss in the last five minutes is okay. just in looking also at um, uh, the, we've spoken about the processes, but we want to talk about, um, you know, how the departments function in terms of um, the, I wouldn't necessarily say the, 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 the um, the, the MJC's broader structures, but we want to talk about the organogram. We want to talk about how the, the pieces fit together and how that process, then uh, f how, how, the, how the, 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 the uh, adjudication process or the mediation process is handled via the, the various levels of the MJC. So um, we could be talking about that after the break, inshallah. I still have with me Sheikh Munir Abdurov, legal consultant at uh, the MJC, Mona Abinyamin Osman, who's also a consultant, and Bula Khalif Nuadin, who is uh, a consultant at the MJC. We're speaking about the intake officer this evening and uh, we're going to break away for the work of Aisha which will be at 39 minutes past 8 and when we return inshallah uh, we'll have more for you. Stay tuned. Sure. My radio station, your radio station, our radio station, 91.3 FM and 95.8 FM stereo. 
Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome back uh, to the program MJC Speaks. We've got about five more minutes before we do wrap up. Uh, yeah, and I have in studio with me Sheikh Munir Abdurrahman. He's a legal consultant within MJC. Uh, and we also have Mona Binyamin Azman. He's also a consultant. And Buta Hanif uh, Nordin who is a consultant and uh, we've been speaking about uh, the roles of the intake officer or consultant as we, they're also known and um, we've been speaking broadly about this and I've been very interested to understand to hear how the MGC functions within within this particular uh, important organ and um, how it engages with the community. Uh, now I just want to touch uh, briefly also on the organogram which we uh, alluded to before the break in terms of um, and, and, and explore the structure and maybe I can ask uh, but uh, Khalif to maybe just uh, enlighten me um, In terms of the, the structure or the organogram that we have for the um, consultation process um, uh, the first year, the first level is uh, the meeting with the uh, two consultants in the department in other words we have received the request from the, uh, the complainant we have the response from the respondent and we have both parties now uh, together to try and, and, and mediate the matter. That's the first level. If there's any any uh, expertise that's required, we will, of course, at this level already consult with uh, Sheikh Munir or perhaps a labor consultant, if need be. And um, if the matter cannot be resolved, it will go to the second tier. And the second tier will be chaired by the head of the department, as well as the consultants and our professional consultant as well. And what I forgot to mention to you at the first year, um, we need to uh, complete that case within 15 working days. That's in terms of our, our turnaround time in which we handle cases. And at the second level, it must be done within 30 working days. If the case is then still not resolved, it will go to the third level, and that is the arbitration board or the tribunal, which will be chaired by the president himself. And, and, and that level will have to be done within 60 working days. And uh, if the person would like to appeal, he will have 14 days within which to appeal to the uh, Imara, the senior council of the Muslim Judicial Council. And that is basically our our okay. processes that we have within within the DCMA, and also um, if we look at uh, uh, service uh, and um, uh, obviously uh, everyone has a different experience coming into the MJC, and it's, it's because of a range of different circumstances that lead to to whatever experience. So, how does the MJC then manage um, you know uh, this service, and how do they judge uh, uh, the service uh, 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 and review the service that they are providing to? to the public as, as a whole? Well, at, at the end of the hearing, uh, once we have resolved the case, uh, we have a customer survey form that we will issue to the complainant and the respondent. And that will give them an opportunity to rate our service and our performance. And that information we will use to measure our performance and improve on our shortcomings in order to uh, um, provide the service excellence to our community. 
Inshallah, inshallah. Well, I think we've got about one more minute before we do wrap up. I uh, just uh, uh, want to say shukran so much to uh, all the gentlemen around the table for coming in and sharing this uh, valuable information with us and helping us to understand the MJC a little bit better. This is what this program is all about, is looking at the various branches or organs of the MJC to understand what they do and how they serve the community. And I know this is in line with the, the, with the President's vision about taking the MJC to the mm. people. And I think, alhamdulillah, we've done that effectively this evening. I want to say shukran so much to Sheikh Munir Abdullah, who's a legal consultant, uh, Mona Binyamin Osman, who is a consultant as well, and Buddha Hanif Nuruddin, uh, also a consultant within the MJC, who's been speaking about the functions of consultants or intake officers at the various levels. I've enjoyed this program tremendously. Amen. Gentlemen, shukran. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Well, that's it for me this evening on the program MJC Speaks. Uh, and uh, once again, a shukran to my guest and to you, the listener, for tuning in on 91.3 FM Stereo. Don't forget 89.8, 90.9. 95.8 as well as www.vscfm.co.za out in the world wide web uh, I bid you assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh